Welcome to football or soccer, whatever you call it. I'm your host, Fook Nguyen, with also two of my co-hosts, Leo and Melina. How are you all doing? Doing pretty good today. It's finally not like 95 degrees, so that's a win. Has it been really hot in Eugene? I've been in Portland for the past, when it, when it was hot in Portland. <laughs> um, and then today, yesterday was 80 and in Eugene, and that was lovely. Yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be back into the mid-90s, so we'll see how that goes. Cool. And then Malika, how are you? I'm good. Um, I remember that you guys were like roasting there in the U.S., and I was talking with a friend, and he said, I'm, I feel miserable, so I was like pitying him. Um, here's the opposite. Here's very cold. We are in the winter, and I keep saying that, uh, well, I love winter, but we really don't have much of a winter here in Mendoza oh. and it's very it's kind of hot you know like winter looks like spring or autumn so I'm very happy this week because it's finally cold and like I, like I like uh, but it's not gonna last for for many days so I'm, I'm enjoying that hey oh man uh, that sounds like the opposite of Portland so it's it's interesting um, but let's just start off with this y'all um, so obviously Diego, Diego Valeri just had his ring of honor ceremony and he's officially retired as a timber. I got to be there as a part of it. And it was it's interesting because I think we always talk about Diego Valeri, the player, but I kind of wish we talk about him as a person more and his family, um, Flo and um, Connie as more as well, just because I think there's not a better person and player than Diego Valeri in Timbers history. And there's never going to be somebody who like exemplifies like all the values that you would want in a top player like off the pitch and on the pitch um, and just his creativity and just like the fact that he genuinely cared about the community. He did so much work in the community. He had his foundation. Um, and honestly, it just felt like every time he like met somebody, it uh, like made a difference. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, I think that's really cool to have that ability to uh, kind of make people feel a certain way in a, in a good way. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was emotional. I saw a lot of, um, I saw quite a few media people uh, tear up and everything during this, the the two days I was kind of covering it. Um, and it's funny though, because I remember meeting him at the All-Star game. I thought that was 16, but I guess that was 14. Um, and I think you all saw Alex's Barnes photo. Uh, it was funny because Sam's Sam and I also were at the same event. <laughs> um, so it was just like a little, like small world. Yeah. You know I mean, like the, the soccer community is pretty like, not in a bad way. It's like pretty small. Like we, you find connections pretty easily. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really cool to be there. Uh, I was literally on the pitch. Um, Palom shout out to Paloma and shout out to Jill um, and Colin uh, for letting us be the media be down on the pitch when he was, uh, you know, doing all that stuff. We did media before we did media the day before uh, we did media, like right before he, he hopped onto the pitch. Um, but it was just cool. Um, just how much that family has meant to me and uh, how much he's kind of made me love the game. Uh, at, like, I honestly didn't watch too much football until he started playing. And then, you know, I was watching really mainly the thorns at the time, but yeah, just kind of how he made me love both the teams um, was really cool. But Melina, do you have any, thoughts about just uh valeri what he meant to you yeah i in my case i find out about the thorns first and then about the timbers but to know that there wasn't a guy there that was argentinian and he was like 
uh, a hero in Portland. It was pretty cool for me because, you know, uh, with, before uh, the Timbers, I didn't know much about MLS, to be honest. I, I, I think I have never watched a game before. Uh, I think the Timbers was my first. So um, he introduced me to the whole culture of the Timbers, and that was pretty cool. And I was like showing to my friends, hey, look uh, what they are doing in Portland and, and who are the Timbers and, and Valeri. And, you know, it was funny because uh, the next day Messi was presented in Miami. But for me, the news was Valeri. <laughs> like, I didn't care about Messi, to be honest. And for me, he was the news. And I was uh, talking with my dad about, um, about Diego. And also, he he got to the, he got to play for the national team. I think it was just a game or two, but uh, it was cool that he could make that um, dream come true. Because for any footballer, that's a, a dream to play for your national team. So yeah, um, and also to know that he was a a great uh, Thorns fan, and also Connie went to the games, and he, she, she was so loved, along with um, Mark Parsons' daughter. So that was pretty cool. And, and I remember that also Joran posted a picture once uh, drinking mate. And he, uh, she said that Valeria introduced her to that. So it was nice, you know. And, and then, well, um, Blanco got to the team and those two were friends because they shared the same uh, club here in Argentina. So, yeah, lots of connections. And, and I wish someday to see him. I don't know if he's going to live in the States or what, because he was playing uh, for a little time here after he left the Timbers. Um, I don't know what his plans are, but it would be nice to to meet him someday. So I'm happy you got to do all those cool stuff as media. Yeah, no, it was really cool. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're going to remember for the rest of your life. I have the commemorative ticket when they match. Uh, I thought they were only giving it to fans, they were, you know, but they gave it to media too, which is really cool. Um, so I have that. Um, so I'm going to remember that for a long time. Um, and then Leo, uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, Valeria, just uh, what he's kind of meant to you uh, the past probably like decade of his playing career? Yeah, I think I think like both of you, I think my main entry point into Portland soccer is the Thorns, but I also feel like like Diego Valeri just like kind of was the Timbers for a really long time. Um, and I think it's cool to see just like a city rally around someone who just like seems to be a genuinely like really good person. Um, and also like echoing the things that y'all have said, I think. Yeah. I think the best part is I'm going to remember him for his off the pitch stuff as much as his on the field um, presence. You know what I mean? So it's really cool to like have those memories of how good of, uh, community member he was and I'm hoping they come back to Portland because I know I think I think uh, Melina I think Connie said she wanted to play for the Thorns one day um, so that would be really cool if they come back to Portland you know be a part of the community again um, and if he wants to work in the front office he's gonna have the op- opportunity but I'm glad the Timbers did win uh, we're not gonna get to go over that today because today is the World- Women's World Cup um, uh, podcast episode I'm really excited about I know uh, this only happens every four years. So this is actually my first time doing uh, covering this tournament. So it's pretty excited. Um, and then we have a lot of cool stuff happening on Rose City. So um, be sure to check out Rose City during the uh, World Cup. And we're going to make sure we get a bunch of content up. Uh, Jaden's going to be helping out, us out as well. So we're going to be covering all the uh, 
we're going to cover as many teams as we can, but I think we'll start with the uh, teams the Thorns are on. So it's going to be pretty exciting. But without further ado, let's start with Group A. Um, and let's start making predictions. Okay, Group A is New Zealand, one of our hosts. And then we have Norway, the Philippines, and Switzerland. Uh, let's just start with this. Uh, what do we think? Do we think New Zealand can get out of this group? I think whoever wins the New Zealand-Switzerland game is going to be the second place team. All right, let's kind of break it down. So obviously New Zealand is going to be captained by Allie Riley, who is an Angel City FC player who is phenomenal. She's uh, also the captain for Angel City FC, um, has been one of the best left back fullbacks uh, in the league for since she's uh, jumped on a team. So uh, just kind of see her lead the team is cool. They don't have Abby Ersteg, which is a huge blow. Um, and honestly, I think when I was watching New Zealand play, Melina, I don't know if you got a chance to watch them play, but I saw Allie Riley play center back at, at a few few points in time. And I'm not saying, I'm not, like, I understand their personnel is different, but you cannot put Allie Riley at center back. She is one of the best fullbacks for a reason. Um, so just kind of the setup worries me. Uh, and then you have Norway. So for my my prediction, I think Norway wins the group. I don't think they're going to lose the game in this group at all. Yeah, uh, I and I do, yeah, I do have Switzerland as my number two. Um, that home the the home field boost. I don't know if New Zealand's going to have it as much as let's say like Australia. You know what I mean? Australia has like fifty thousand fans per match, um, and I don't know if New Zealand has that much as much. You know. Um, so I have those two, and I just like, we'll, we'll talk about the personnel in a little bit. But what are your initial per- when you looked at this group? Who are your top two teams? I think I I also put Switzerland, but I think if New Zealand like has just like the country rallying behind them, I wouldn't be surprised if they like if that's the energy and they can channel that. Like I wouldn't be super surprised if they end up coming out second instead. Um, in my case. I would put Switzerland first and Norway second because I haven't seen any indication of Norway improving, to be honest. It's it's right. weird because they have like the budget and, you know, Ada Herber was um, fighting for equality and yeah. she's back now in the national team. But and they have, of course, uh, Karen Grant Hansen. But like at the national team level, I am not convinced at all. And New Zealand, uh, it's weird because, you know, they have won a game on home soil, the, the last one they sent off. But before that, I don't know how much time passed. They didn't win a game in home soil. So it was, it's weird because they also, like, they could be benefiting for a, like, a strong league and everything, but they don't have that. So I really don't see them getting out of the group, even... I don't know, even the Philippines, I think they're going to do a decent uh, performance at the World Cup, but New Zealand for me is like, I would put them last, to be honest. I don't know, for me, it's Switzerland first and then Norway, but, well. Yeah, so let's talk about personnel a little bit, because I I think for Group A, it's, uh, I look at it, and uh, like like you said, Molina, I I think New Zealand's going to finish third, just because I... Uh, they play Vietnam, and Vietnam is slightly um, graded higher than uh, the Philippines, um, just from the standings from you know the Asia, the Asian conference. Um, but it's interesting because we look at the personnel. Like if you look at the personnel for 
Norway, like if you look at their defense, you know, if you look at their midfield, they're stacked, right? You're talking about Riton, uh, Freedom on them. There, you're talking about Risa. You're talking about Eng- Engen. You, you know, and then they have CGH uh, playing winger, and they also have probably one of the best sc- goal scorers of all time, Hagerberg. Right. So, like this team, honest, like Melina's right. Like this team should be able to like do a lot more than they are. So something's something's got to give. But with the way the group is kind of playing out, there's a lot of teams who are like fighting for that second spot in my opinion, right? Like Molina's thinking about, oh, well, like let's look at, you know, and then we look at Switzerland, who's another fantastic team, right? But what are the, like, would it be, would it be like interesting if Switzerland won this group? No, like, yeah, they have great players. They have Lehman, they have Bachman, they have, you know, AMC who used to play for the Portland Thorns. You know what I mean? Like they're like, this team is stacked, right? So for me, I don't think it matters who goes one, two, um, because eventually you're going to have to play uh, somebody in that bracket anyways but what players are you looking for most in this group y'all um obviously i think hagerberg cgh are probably the big names but what other players are you looking for a lot in this group well caro is my favorite player when she was uh, at Wolfsburg, she was my favorite along with Bernie both and you know that saying that i like her be- before she was cooler <laughs> like then in barcelona everybody uh, started to yeah. Like even FIFA didn't pay attention to her or Perdido when both yeah. were at Wolfsburg. Of course, she's like my top player to watch. But also, you know, Ana Maria, um, you mentioned her. Yeah. And I think she has found like a different energy playing at Barcelona. I was, it's funny because I was reading some tweets of players that literally are saying like my life was like a, there was a before and after I joined Barcelona because I learned this and this and this. And it's like, a, I don't know, the energy that Ana Maria has now, she didn't have when she was playing in Portland. Yeah. And yeah, she's she's one of my uh, players to watch from, from this group. I want her to do well because, uh, I don't know, I think she's a great person as well. And even though if she didn't, uh, maybe things didn't work out in Portland, uh, I wish her the best. So, yeah. Yeah. Leo, do you have a player you're looking for, or is it uh, also AMC? I think it might also be AMC. I think, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it'll be cool, especially as someone who watched her a lot when she was playing with the Thorns, to, I don't keep up with her as much now. Um, yeah. And just see where she's at. Um, as as we've all said, like Switzerland has a decent chance of making it out of the group. Um, and I think, and then we also mentioned Ellie Riley. I think I'm, yeah, I'm just excited to watch her. Yeah, yeah. I think that's alright. I'm, I'm also like, I'm glad Melina brought up uh, the Philippines because I'm really excited to see because uh, a lot of these Asian sides play with a lot of uh, technical uh, ability and play with a really good cohesive uh, play. So I'm looking forward to seeing how um, these sides uh, match up. You know what I mean? And I think that's what it comes down to just whether or not you know something. It's gonna come down to the best goal score um, and p- players that can put it in the back of the net. So that's what we're looking at um, now. But so I think we're all in agreement. We all have the same two teams moving on. Um, so, but Molina's Molina, what's your gut say for your second team moving on? It, I'm assuming you have, you said Switzerland number one, and then you have Norway number two, correct? Yes. Okay. 
also i think uh, switzerland can be like uh boosted by the fact that they are going to host the euros the next yeah. euros so i think this is a nice tournament to start to building up yeah and then for who do we have for group b leo group b is our other host australia uh we have ireland Ooh. we have nigeria and we have canada um, so obviously Australia and Canada are the two front runners in those groups. Uh, three of those four federations are like actively having like chaotic things going on with them. I don't think anything's going on with Australia right now. Uh, Steph Young just released a piece on Vera Powell on the athletic that you should check out um, if you have a chance and are able. Um, Kind of wild that she is still a coach of a soccer team. But uh yeah, I don't know. What do y'all have? Well, this is I call this the group of death because I think all four teams have a right to move on. Um and because I look at Ireland, Ireland's so defensively sound. You know, what I mean, obviously they're uh McCabe, like she's one of my favorite players to watch. I just uh, like I love her tenacity, like uh, I understand there's a lot of fans who aren't for that, but for me, I love the players who just give everything they got and more. Uh, and Katie McCabe definitely does that. Um, and then the one thing we have to look out for is Denise O'Sullivan um, to see if they're uh, like, she's going to be ready for the games. Cause obviously we heard about the Columbia um, Ireland um, behind the scenes, uh, behind, like closed door game. And it only lasted 20 minutes. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that just because there's two sides to the story and we don't have the full information, um, but we're just hoping uh, Denise is okay um, because I think Ireland can definitely make some noise uh, if they can keep these scores really low. Um, but I'm just looking at it. I think Australia has the home field, uh, home pitch advantage. They have 50 to 70, 80,000 fans per match. I don't think they're going to find a way to not do what, do it. And you got to remember too, they have two goal scorers who are informed. They have Sam, they have the best goal scorer uh, in the world right now, Sam Kerr, and they have Caitlin Ford, who's fighting a new gear in Europe right now. You know what I mean? And I just don't see how that doesn't translate. They have one of the best fullbacks in Ellie Carpenter. They have Hayla Rasso, one of the fastest players in the world. Um, they have a lot of ingredients, and then their fullbacks have been playing a lot better. Mary Fowler's coming off. Um, seems like Mary Fowler's going to be coming off uh, the bench, which is another big spark because they have all the ingredients. The only thing I'm worried about is just – the back line, but it seems like it's been playing a lot better. Um, and then you look at Canada. Oh my gosh. Like I would love Canada to make a run, but just looking at their like missing players, it's, it's as long as the target received for, at this point, you know what I mean? And um, I just, I'm, you know, I'm looking at all these players. I, I would love Heidemann to have her, you know, a big tournament. I would love, you know, I was really excited to have Nichelle Prince for this tournament until uh, her, her injury, obviously. Um, but then you have Canada. And then I'm looking at Nigeria, who really excite me. Like I love the way they play. They have really smart players. They have really good uh, uh, speed on this team. They have a bunch of uh, NWSL players as well that we'll get into. But for me, I'm going to take Australia number one, uh, and then number two. Uh, if you had to, if you, if I had to pick Canada, but I'm not convinced. Like I, like I really want to say. Nigeria is my number two team as like kind of like a dark horse to get out of the group. So I know that's a little off there, but uh, what what do you have? I think I have Australia and Nigeria, honestly. 
Um, I, I agree. I think this is probably the, the most group of death. Maybe group C is like comparable. I don't know exactly, but I, I think any of these teams could advance. Um, and I think it's like more than any other group is going to just be like how a team plays on a given day. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think Australia probably has first place in the bag, but like also anything could happen. Um, and then I think second place is just like literally any of those three teams. Um, but I think I'm leaning towards Nigeria, question mark. Um, just because I don't know what's going on with Canada right now. There, there, seem, there is a lot going on with Canada, yeah. is what I do know. Yeah, that's what that's another like, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another big thing that we that you know, that hasn't played out yet. Sinki already brought up that they're going to sign like a short-term contract just to play the World Cup, but uh, that's going to be weighing on them heavily. So um, definitely glad you brought that up. Uh, and then Melina, what, what do you have for this group? We'll put Australia first and then Canada because uh, Nigeria is also going through some stuff with their federation and they have threatened, true. yeah, they have threatened to sit out of in the first game and that's against Canada. So Canada would take the points, I think. Maybe that's why. And also because I think even though Canada is going through some stuff, they've been through this for a long time now and they're very organized defensively. Mm-hmm. But Nigeria could be very dangerous, but not so organized, maybe. And so that's why maybe Canada, also Olympic champion, can can get a second of this group. And Ireland, debutants, I think it's hard for a debutant to do like, a, I mean, they have the players, but they don't have the experience. Yep. So, and I will also to like to men- mention Shinai Farley, who also will play for this uh, team. So I'm pretty sure many eyes will be on Ireland for different reasons. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up uh, Sinead, um because I think what she's her comeback is remarkable, first of all. And the, the fact that we kind of um, got to see her play so, you know, uh, in a dark time in her career. And now the now the fact that she's in the, a really bright spot and got got to do something she's always wanted to do. Uh, so congratulations to you. Um, couldn't be more happier. Um, but my my issue with Ireland is the you know is the reason why I don't have them moving on is they don't have a, a really a, a nine right that can kind of figure it out. You know what I mean? And get the ball and just find ways to score. They don't really have that, unfortunately. You know what I mean? They're gonna have to use kind of like a by committee approach. But um, if I if I pronounce names really bad, I apologize. Um, but Look at the the front three that uh that Nigeria is gonna have. So they're gonna have Anamanu, Kanu, and Oshala, right? Like, um, that's insane. Like that that front three alone is gonna do well. And then they have Alozi too. Like, if they want to move Alozi back to defense, they can. Um, or but Alozi's been playing some the best football on that right wing for Houston, like. Um, but this team is stacked, right? Like they also have a bunch of players who play in Europe. Um, they, you know, and that defense is going to be a lot better. <clears throat> but I'm really excited to watch this team play. I think this is one of my like favorite teams I'm going to be tuning into. I just think they have a lot of like really knowledgeable players, really good 
pitch IQ players. Um, so those those three players and Alozi are my players to watch in this group. Uh, who do you all have? Um, just I think that that front line is probably why I have Nigeria over Canada. Honestly, um, is I just I think I believe more in their ability to score goals than I do Canada. Maybe. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think yeah, I think the players you just mentioned. Um, I'm a Florida State women soccer fan for like no real reason, so I'm excited to see Adivini. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know why I've just decided that they are my college women's soccer team and I've latched on to them like years ago um, so I think that's another player for me for Nigeria uh, I think obviously it's good to see Old Thorns, Haley Rasso um, Ellie Carpenter and what's not uh, and obviously I'm really excited to see Quinn play if they are able to play a full 90, I think that could also be a huge difference maker for Canada. Melina? I have always been a fan of uh, Franny Ortega. And when she was in in Washington, I I love to watch her play. And every time I I watch Nigeria play, she's she's still fun to watch. So yeah, uh, that's the one I want to see. And also on Amanu, because well, as a former Thorn, I will cheer for her too. Yeah. Um, so just confirming, do we have a consensus? So we have uh, Australia and Nigeria moving on for all three of us. Is that correct? I, I thought you and Molina said Australia and Canada. I, oh, said no, no, Canada. I said if I had a pick, yes, but I like my gut says it's going to be Nigeria. So, yeah. Oh, uh, no, I'm saying Canada. Okay. okay so we don't Canada. have a consensus is what we're Okay. Getting. So we do not. All right. Uh, let's go to group C, Leo. Okay. Group C, we have Spain. We have Costa Rica. We have Zambia, uh, who recently beat Germany, uh, and Japan. But I have Hinosuke to read in really big letters next oh. to Japan, so I almost just said that instead. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Um, this is tough. Uh, okay, obviously, we we know who Costa Rica's star player is. It's going to be Rocky Rodriguez who probably had uh, her best season last year with the Thorns. Uh, and then we're looking at Spain. Uh, <clears throat> just with Spain's uh, situation, I don't know how many players are sitting out. I think the last time I saw a list, it was five players who aren't uh, going to play. Uh, that's including injury and um, for uh, strike purposes, you know, and they're obviously going to miss Mappy Leon, uh, which is going to be one of the big lo- biggest losses they could have. And then Japan, I think we all know how we feel about Japan. Um, we, I think we all love Japan just because they played such a beautiful uh, style of football. Um, and honestly, I think at I think the last tournament, I honestly thought they looked the best out of all the four teams, including the U.S. They looked cohesively the best. There's a few moments where they just kind of like lost focus a little bit and just didn't work out. So for this group, I have Spain one and I have Japan two. Uh, last tournament, she believes or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, they were they they looked really dominant, but they only found a way to win one game. And though Japan's issue is they don't have a traditional nine, um, who can kind of like puts a team on their back, and that's what you're gonna notice. And like I feel like in Woso, there's not enough nines to go around. You know what I mean? Like that's not so. A lot of teams will have to compensate by playing two uh two forwards, you know, up top or three forwards up top. Um, but I just love Japan. I just love their style. I love um. 
the fact that a lot of these Japanese players are playing the NWSL and they're still bringing their technical flair. And I think this tournament, uh, if Endo was healthy, I would pick Endo to be the breakout star for Japan, but it's going to be Hina, man. I just think, I don't think Hina, Hina's been bossing the midfield for Portland Thorns. Think about it. We, we went from like a kind of like a pretty good midfield to like an elite midfield in one off season because of Hino and Sajita. So we'll talk about that in a second. But I think Spain with Alexia. For the like, listeners, I'm nodding really vigorously as we said this. <laughs> but yeah, I I think I would not I would not be shocked if this went differently one two. But I don't really personally care how it goes. But uh, Spain and uh, Spain and Japan are my one two. Uh, Leo. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think Spain and Japan are definitely also my one, two. I think, yeah, obviously Spain is missing a couple players uh, and that is going to hurt them a little bit, but I think they just still have enough world-class players that I don't see that affecting their ability to make it out of the group stage. Um, they, they like, still have some of the best players in the world on their team. And I think Japan is another team that I think has looked really good this year, and I'm very excited to watch them and especially to watch Hina. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I have Spain first and then Japan. The only thing is, I don't know after the group stage how well these two national teams will do because Japan is, has a very young squad and they don't have... Uh, well, they they left out uh, Mana Ibabuchi and she mm-hmm. could have uh, given them some well some knowledge <laughs> into these kind of tournaments and also Spain I know they have a strong squad but well you mentioned Fook uh, Mapi won't be there, Patli Harron won't be there Claudia Pina won't be there and also I don't know how well a team that is divided in the locker room can do in such a big tournament yeah. because you need the squad to be united in this kind of tournaments. otherwise I mean you can have a good run but I don't know. I, I'm like, a, I wanted Spain to win in 2019, but I really don't want this time to win them to win because that would be like giving the, uh, the federation the rights to say, yeah, you can do whatever you want with the yeah. players. And, and I would really hate that. And there was so much controversy coming to this tournament with, um, with the decisions of some players and and yeah like i don't know i i <laughs> to be honest i think it's a toxic environment starting from from the president to the coach and and yeah, yeah i i really don't know what is going to happen with spain in the rest of the tournament yeah i 100 percent agree uh, i just think i don't think they're gonna win this uh, tournament i do i think they could have won it if they were united yes uh they they easily have one of the most talented rosters by far i'm looking at the roster every player would be like a starter in the NWSL. Every player would, um, if we had an all-star game in the NWSL, that would be like, a. it could be a team fully comprised of Spanish players. Um, but that's just how good they are. I, I think they're on par with the U.S. women's national team in regards to talent. Do they have the top end speed as much? No, uh, but they have way better technical skills. They have players with the knowledge uh, of, you know, a thousand players. So it's, it's unfortunate the way it's breaking down because I feel like this is a, a situation with so many federations right now, um, how they're treating their t- uh, women's teams. And it's it, honestly unacceptable. Um, so um, who do we have for, because I think for this group, we all have the same two teams moving on. Um, but I would love Rocky to 
push the limits, you know what I mean? And Rocky's been training, uh, should be fully healthy. I'm not sure if Rocky can play full 90s yet, but that's going to be the biggest piece for that team. Um, but who do we have for Group D, Leo? Um, group D, we have England, Haiti, Denmark, and China. Uh, I, I just got to say this first. Uh, I think Haiti is going to be one of those breakout teams in the next decade. They have such a great um, youth teams coming up. I think a couple of their, I think they had a youth team win uh, like a U20 World Cup or something. So it's there. That team is going to be really special um, coming up. Um, they also have Melchi uh, Demerne, who I really, really love. Um, and this team is just honestly getting so much better. They have the athletes. They have the players with really good IQ playing. They have really smart players. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think this is a tournament that they make a big noise in, but I do see it coming the next few World Cups. I'm really excited to watch that. Uh, then you're looking at England. Uh, England's not has not been playing as good lately. Um, their form isn't like perfect, so but they can easily play into it. But at the also at the same time, they're missing a bunch of players, um, which is a story for a lot of teams. Unfortunately, they're missing a lot of players due to injury. Um, then you have Denmark. Uh, you know, I have a soft spot for Denmark um as well but for me i like i have england and denmark in this group um uh what do you what do you all see i think i also had england and denmark i think similar to to spain and then when we get to france it's like i i think even those teams that are like have some players missing i just i don't think it's going to be enough to stop them in the group stage um but maybe it will hinder them later in the tournament i do think england has a better chance of going further than Spain, just based on the United stuff. Um, but yeah, I think England and Denmark are my two. Yeah, Alina? I agree, but also I'm kind of like 50-50 on Denmark and, and China. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know, uh, China. I always uh, do well on, on, on group stages, so that's why I'm kind of undecided. And Wang Shuang uh, there, Wang Shuang there, she's, she had an amazing Olympics. So yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of undecided there. I would put 51% China <laughs> and, and leave Denmark behind. Although I love Denmark's uh, uh, jerseys. I'm a big jersey collector and I always love her jerseys. <laughs> and I like Bernie Harder, but I think she has lost some, some quality maybe since she joined... Chelsea is like yeah. she could carry the entire national team and, and her club when she was at Wolfsburg. But in Chelsea, I don't know if it was because the team is so stacked or because of the injuries or because of the combination of both. Uh, it's, it's, it's not the same for me. I saw uh, maybe two or three years before uh, ago, sorry. But um, Denmark has a great squad too. So. Uh, man, I'm just looking at the forward lineup. I'm looking at Harder, Brune, uh, Millie G- Gedgel, uh, Madsen, Bangsgard. Like, we're looking at t- a player that plays for Bayern. We look at a Real, North Carolina for two of the players, and then PSG. Like, uh, and then most of their team plays in Europe as well, you know, in the uh, in England. So this team is definitely prepared, ready to go. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Wang Shuang was the best player in this freaking group like i would not be shocked at all um so it's gonna be interesting because i feel like china definitely can make it um like 
I had to consider it for a little bit, but I, I feel like those are the top two teams moving forward. But do you all have any players you like Melina, you brought up Wong. Do you have any other players you're kind of looking at um in this group? Lauren James for England. Whew. I think this I would like to see this be her breakout tournament. That would be awesome. Um Melina, uh, uh yeah, I just okay. Like I know everyone's really hyped on Mary Earps. Like I get it. Like she's a really good goalkeeper. I just don't know where she stacks up when it comes down to it. Like I would love um, my player to watch for England is Neem Charles. Uh, I love watching Neem Charles play, um, especially in my back line. Uh, really solid player to me. Um, so curious if this is going to work out. Um, but yeah, no. So that's kind of who I have. Do we have any other thoughts before we move on to Group E? Okay, let's go. Let's okay. go to Group E. Group E, that is our U.S. group. Um, and then we have Vietnam, the Netherlands, and Portugal. Okay. Do you want to start us off there? Yeah, I, I'm really excited. I I was going to go to the World Cup to watch Vietnam play just because, you know, like I want to go back to who I am as a person, you know? Uh, I wasn't born there or anything, but just, you know, anytime something good happens to Vietnam, I always want to be a part of it or at least see it. Um, but yeah, no, just want to congratulate Vietnam on making it. I I would love them to, you know, get some good results here, but I just, in this group, I could see them getting a good result against Portugal, um, maybe like a draw or possibly three points, but uh, I know they're not going to advance, which is fine, but uh, really cool to have more opportunities from FIFA to get more teams in and to invest more in their women's teams. So that's really cool to see. Um, but let's be honest, the U.S. team is going to advance, right? They're going to win this group. Netherlands is not healthy. They don't have their Miedema, um, so they're not going to win this group. Even if people like Netherlands, that's fine. They're going to make it as a second team. Uh, there's a big gap between Netherlands and the sec the third and fourth team to me, like a big gap between one two. There's a big gap between one and two, and then big gap between three and four. Um, but yeah, no, I just like let's be honest. We we're, we're you know we cover the thorns, and so I think if Sophia got to play the nine a little bit more, I think this would be her breakout tournament. But for some reason, I think if they're going to play with two wingers, then I think Trinity Rodman or Lynn Williams is going to probably have the best tournament. Um, uh, but I do have questions about the back line still outside of their starters. So especially at center back, I have questions with the U.S. team. Uh, and then uh, – but I really like Netherlands. I, I think they're a solid squad. Uh, but they – like Martins is one of my pl favorite players to watch, obviously, but – with Martin's kind of passing up there to just kind of like not meet him up is really hurtful just because I think there's going to be a lot of chances that they create that won't be put away. So I just don't see uh, them making too much noise, but I do see them getting out of the group. Well, how about you all? They do still have like Lika Martins and someone else who I was just looking at. Um, so I don't think they're like a lost cause, um, though like obviously not having meet him up, I think is... Yeah. definitely a huge blow um yeah I, I think i still see us and netherlands going one too um if, if netherlands is just like having an off game or like even the us having an off game i could see portugal getting i could see portugal getting like a tie against one of those teams maybe a win against the netherlands if they're like just not having it for some reason um but i do think it's probably going to be those two teams um i'm still like not a hundred percent sold on the whole 
hold U.S. national team, like the way that they're playing. I think their midfield and defense, I still have questions about. Um, But I also think at the end of the day, they have a talented enough squad that they're going to make it decently far in the tournament. Um, I would love to see some Crystal Dunn at midfield. It's my biggest take. I think she could have a breakout tournament at midfield, but is that going to happen? Probably not. Melina? Yeah, that would be awesome. Also, guys, uh, USA first, Netherlands second, unless Portugal uh, um, give us a surprise. They did have a great Euros. I mean, not great, but they had a, a good Euros. And I remember um, they were, were to kneel down against the Netherlands, and the Netherlands scored again, so they lost uh, 3-2. And they did that twice. Um, so they played with a lot of heart. They are fun to watch, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention to Portugal, but I don't see them um, getting out of the group. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... If this was one of the tournaments where we had, like, best third-place team also, like, I think Portugal would have a really good shot. Yeah, yeah. If there were, like, a couple um, best third-place teams. I mean. Oh, I agree with that. Completely. I think for Group F, who do we have? Okay, we so have, we have France. Yes. Jamaica, Brazil, and Panama. Uh, for me, that's France and Brazil. Yep. I don't know about y'all. All right. I'll start off with a hot take. Uh, I think Brazil is going to win, obviously. Uh, it's not discounting Jamaica. I think Jamaica, like you said, Leo, is a really good third-place team. But that's not how it works anymore. It's top two, you know what I mean? So that's the two teams I think. I think they're heads above everyone else, but I would love to see. So, uh, go, go ahead. What do you all think? Because... You know, the players have said that they want to play for Marta and, and try to give her the, the World Cup in her last dance. So that would be so sweet to, to see. But, well, I, I'm going to put them first just because of that. And also, I think this will be like the tournament where everything Pia has been working for in the past years has to crystallize and, and like bear fruit, you know. Of, I don't know if Pia doesn't make a good World Cup with Brazil. I don't see her honestly there anymore. Maybe it will be time to switch uh because the process will be over so that's why i think brazil will come out first and in the case of jamaica i love that team and i remember um really having fun watching them in 2019 but it's the same thing yeah. all over again about them having problems to to have uh, the necessary funds to yeah. to have a good preparation let's remember that this time uh i think it was a on me to raise money so they could travel yeah. and yeah it's it's the same thing in 2019 it happened the same thing they didn't do uh go fund me but i i think the coach had to put money from his pocket so the players could travel so it's really a shame i mean they have good players but uh, i really don't see them uh, getting out of the group uh i will put jamaica third and panama Okay. Yeah, I, I'm excited because I'm looking at just Brazil's roster. Like, that's why I was incredibly happy to see him. Like, Molina's smiling right now, obviously, because you're looking at players like Geis. You're looking at Marta, Dabinha, Andressa. You're looking at Ari. You're looking at Adriana. You're looking at uh, Caroline, obviously. Um, you're looking at, you know, and then their back line, like, I think that's the one question mark and goalkeeper I have. But their back line is pretty solid. They have Bruninho, who starts for Gotham. They they have Rafael. They have Catalan, you know. And, like, it's interesting because I 
don't think their backline is as bad as people think. It's just because I think their team plays really advanced, you know, similar to how the Thorns play, unfortunately. So they can be caught off the uh, the counter. But with their speed on that team, I don't see that happening. They have a really good rotation of players as well. Good depth. Um, so I'm excited. I just, I want, like, uh, this is not a shot at their goalkeeping, but I need to see good goalkeeping um, to see if they can go far. Um, but really excited for this group. France. Henri was going to come back, unfortunately, and then now she has an injury. Um, but I'm I'm excited for France too. I just don't think uh, I don't know if they can put it together on short notice with a with a new coach so soon. Um, but like every every World Cup, I always look at their team and I'm excited to watch their team. But um, I just I don't like every single time we get let down because they can't score when it matters. Right. So that's, I don't see that changing. I think there's going to be one game where they just can't put it together. Um, but I could see them making, you know, the quarters or whatever, but yeah. So, I mean, uh, any other players you guys, you all are watching in this group. Yeah. That's Bailey from Panama, the goalkeeper. She was, yep. she's like, just without, just um, always just like so fun to watch. Um, and I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised seeing, Panama get scraped by with like a third place from getting a couple ties because of her. I yeah. think I think Brazil in yeah, first and place. We, we have to give a shout out to Bunny Shaw, right? What? I, I think we have to give a shout out to Bunny Shaw as well, because um, I think oh, Bunny yeah. Shaw is probably the I would I would say Bunny Shaw is the best forward in this uh, in this group. So I know that's saying a lot with the Brazil forge and the France forge, but that's how. Uh, like I just think Bunny Shaw has some more teams that make it on. Um, but uh, Melina, any more, more thoughts on this group? And though um, Riley Tanner, I, I think she has a debut for Washington Spirit, but she she's there. She's in in WSL. You have uh, Marta Cox. Uh, she's playing in Mexico in, in Pachuca. Yeah. Um, so Riley Tanner, Natalia Mills, uh, all those are are good players. Uh, worth to to watch and and yeah that the the thing is that they got there in playoffs uh they they lost to Argentina in 2019 in playoffs as well so they didn't qualify for 2019 they made it now uh so that's why I'm putting them fourth because it's hard for a debutant uh if it's a small federation but they they have good players no, so yeah appreciate you bringing that up because uh, like like you said debutants really struggle um typically like that it's a different type of pressure you know what i mean and the fact that uh we will have a lot of deputances i'm excited to see which one kind of pops off you know so um but yeah now we're on group g we have sweden south africa italy and argentina um i do think sweden's gonna win this group i just don't know who my second place team is i and then uh italy it's interesting because i think italy they should be second place in this group, but it, just very consistent side to me. Um, so I guess if I had to pick two teams, uh, I would pick Italy, and then Argentina is the fourth team as well. Melina, where are you at with this group? I think the same. Um, Sweden is third in the world, but we know that um, like rankings can be deceiving sometimes. But in the group, I think they're going to win it. Um, yeah. And I would put Italy as well. But the thing is, they didn't have a good run at the Euros. They really yep. performed pretty poorly. And that was surprising because in yep. 2019, I think they amazed everybody. And Bonansea, who was like a very nine, a very good nine, uh, she's like not the 
same as she was before. And yeah. Saragama, the, the captain, has not been called. And yeah, like strange, strange how they should have like evolved in these four years and they haven't really. I would play Argentina, but I don't know. Too many things happening <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I would say uh, Sweden and South Africa. <laughs> I did put Argentina as the second place team, Sweden first, just based on like pure vibes. Because like, I don't know, but like Argentina Scotland game last World Cup was so <laughs> insane. And I think if they can like build off of that, I could see them like getting out of the group stage. Um, yeah, Argentina's like the, the team I just want to- We see. have a saying, <laughs> I, I want that too. We have a saying here that, um, um, it was formed um, in the Men's World Cup. Uh, it's, I choose to believe, you know, uh, like all the players we say, were saying that. And <laughs> I don't know, I was thinking I choose to believe in the case of the women, but uh, it's kind of uh, difficult because, you know, everybody relies on Banini. And Banini has been very injured in a niece. Uh, she has niece problems uh, since she was in Washington Spirit. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to to say she will be able to play in 90 minutes in those three games. Maybe the group is not as hard as it was in 2019 because they got like Japan, England, and I can't remember who was it, the other the other team, but ah, um, Scotland. And so there were three, um, two Europeans and Japan, a former World, World Cup champion. In this case, maybe the group is not that hard, but sometimes Argentinians got to be like confident that saying, ah, yeah, yeah we can get a point yeah. out of that. And then everything can go south, like it happened against Scotland. Everybody here was like, yeah, yeah. that's the game they have to win. And after 45 minutes, they were 3 0 yeah. down. And we were like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, they, they draw that game, but that wasn't the plan. So in this case, you can say, yeah, maybe South Africa is a game they can win. Yep. But we really don't know because African teams can always be problematic. I do. I do want to bring so this up. It can go anywhere. Because I think this is really important. Sophia Braun, who is on Argentina, is from Beaverton. Um, yeah. She went to Jesuit yeah. High School and she also went to Gonzaga. Um, so just congratulations. And she plays for Leona as well. So that's really cool. Um you know, just that kind of connection, that Pacific Northwest connection is really special. Uh, and good luck to her in her first World Cup. So do we have any more groups after this, Leo? We have one more. But also, did we all Sir, choose a different second place team? Right? Yeah, we all I, you picked Argentina. Group. No, no, Melina picked Italy. Picked no, Italy. I picked South Africa. Africa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did? Oh, my yeah. God. And like yeah, how we so said, we did, the, the like get Australia, out, get out, get out. Ireland. Yeah. Australia, Ireland, Nigeria, Canada, maybe the group of death. Maybe group G is the group of death minus Sweden because we all have different teams going on here. That's um, really interesting. Yeah, so yeah. Second, second place is amazing. Yeah, who, who do we have for yeah. group H? Group H, we have Germany, Morocco, Colombia, and South Korea. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Morocco play. I think um, a lot of these debutantes... Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Germany's going to win this group. Germany has not been playing well. That's, let's state that really clear. I don't think they're going to win this tournament, um, but they're going to get out of this group as the best team. I have no idea who my second team is. I'm still trying to like process this, 
Um, but I would love um, South Korea to step up if they could. Morocco to step up. Colombia, like any of these teams, honestly, I would be really happy to see move forward. But like we said, debutants don't do as well. Um, so uh, off pure vibes, uh, I'm going to pick uh, South Korea to move on uh, as the second team. <laughs> so uh, that's that's fine. I also picked Germany first and then Colombia. And my note next to it says just vibes. So we're really putting a lot of analysis into this. What about you, Melina? Um, Germany and then Morocco. In this case, I, I would go against my my instincts. Uh, Germany, like you said, folk is not playing well. I mean, they lost against Zambia, like, um, uh, like Leo said. And against Vietnam in June, they got it. 2-1 result so it's weird <laughs> what is happening um and in the case of morocco well they had they have reynald pedros now as a coach yeah and he has transformed this team so i would put colombia second but the thing with colombia is they have outstanding players but the coach is like I have many uh, journalists um, from Colombia, and they're so frustrating to uh, to coach in the federation. Maybe you have a top goal scorer on the bench, but he will put, put another player for whatever reason, you know. And Colombia could be such a powerhouse, maybe in the in the continent, but like they're they're like just doing stupid stuff, and that's why they don't yep. progress. But they have an amazing players. Yeah. I like that. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up is Casey Fair, uh, 16-year-old, is playing for Korea. She's the first uh, mixed heritage player to get selected for a Korean squad. Um, and I think she uh, was training at uh, a Academy Players Development Academy in New Jersey uh, before uh, Colin Bell, their coach, called her up. Um, so looking forward to more young players I, uh, playing some good football. Uh, hopefully she gets some opportunities to get out on the pitch. Uh, but I think it's a good moment um, uh, for Casey Fair. So congratulations. Um, and, but yeah, this is the last part of the podcast where we have to, let's just start with this. Let's sh- simplify this. So final four, final two, and then final one. Okay. Let's do that. So let me pull up a bracket so I can do that. Real yeah. Bit. I feel like I need some, like, I should have done this before, but like having a bracket yeah. of like all the group stage matchups. Yeah. Um, because I'm not sure if I have those. I, I don't know if I can just like pull this out. Okay. So okay. We... for my four teams, uh, I have, I need to make sure that this could work actually. So, okay. So I, I'm going to go off kilter. I think the U S will get knocked out in the semis. I, I just don't think there's enough good teams right now to like knock them out sooner. Uh, I would love Japan to do it, to be honest with you. Um, if they were to do it, but my final four teams I have oh gosh it's hard um I think let's just do final two teams it's gonna be easier because I feel like if we do final four it's gonna but I like Australia I know this is really weird to say I like Australia to make it uh all the way I think uh I have Australia winning it too just because I think the home home pitch advantage really matters and I think a lot of their players are really in form and I think Australia's in form as well uh they just beat France one's nil last week um off Mary Fowler's goal in this like 65th minute or whatever. Um, so I have them. And then in the, uh, in the final, uh, 
I would love Brazil to be in the final. I just, they're so streaky. Uh, I would love to see, like, if they could play together in the finals, that would be nice to see uh, Brazil, um, Australia in the final. So I'm hoping, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but realistically, I think it's going to be, who did I have? I had Australia, and I think I had Australia beating England in the semis, I think. Um, but yeah, I would love to see a really interesting final with teams that aren't traditional powerhouses. So I picked two teams who are not considered traditional powerhouses by any means. So I picked Australia over Brazil. If this is not a possibility in the final, I apologize to the listeners, but uh, there's not really a one way to like look at this, uh, uh, unfortunately. So that's why I have. What do you all have? Hold up, I'm doing a bracket thing real quick. Okay. Melito, who who do you have? Yeah, I apologize as well if this isn't possible, but I I would say it's going to be a repetition of the finalissima England against Brazil. Oh. I would love to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I... revenge. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I just I know England is not the same as the one we watched at the Euros. Um, between yeah. injuries and retired players, it won't be the same eleven we have seen. Yeah. Yeah. But I really trust in what Serena Wigman can do. That's yeah. why I'm putting them as finalists. And yeah, and I would love to see Germany at least get into the semifinal, and maybe against the US. And then Germany will beat the US, and so they will be third. At least they will have a medal. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. Do you? So just uh, Leo, go ahead, and then we'll 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 talk with the U.S. to close it. This is this is okay. This this is this bracket process is really involved because I had to just put all my picks for the group stage in, and now it just gave me a random sixteen generator. Yeah, um, I think I think I agree. I think Australia um, and I think maybe Brazil are my top two. I think Australia because of the home field and Brazil for reasons we've already talked about, and um, I think I could also see. England making a decent run at it. Um, I think if if Lauren James has the like breakout tournament that everyone's like expect that some people are expecting from her, um, I think they could go pretty far. Um, and I would like to see Japan go far because that would be Hina Sugita does well, presumably. I love that so much. Um, yeah, I, I guess let's talk about the US team to close it. Where how far do you all see them going? Um, because when I look when I did the bracket, I think I had them anywhere from the quarters to the semis. Would it be shocked? Would it, I be shocked if they just purely made it off talent uh, to the finals? No, I just don't think this team, especially the center back, can win. Uh, if you're asking Alana Cook and uh, Naomi Gurma to play all your center back minutes, pretty much, uh, they don't really have a traditional third center back behind them. Um, I worry for them, uh, to be honest with you. So I. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I just don't see them making it past the semis. Where do you all see uh, the U.S.? Because it seems like the U. Uh, I'm looking at now. Hold on, let me see. The U.S. will have to probably face like Italy, um, Norway, and then in the in the, they'll have to play like Spain in the, uh, what is it? The quarterfinals? Yeah. Or the semis, uh, or Sweden. So I just think they're going to struggle with like a side like Spain or Sweden uh, when it matters. And I think Spain, even if they're shorthanded, 
still outplayed the U.S. in two matches last year. Uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon, especially with Alexia uh, going to be in full fitness probably by the, the groups, the knockout stage. Uh, so that's, I don't have them uh, winning. Um, I know a lot of U.S. fans are picking them. And I know sports books, you know, betting, sports betting has them as the odds on favorite. I don't, I get why, because they're super talented, but I, what, what the thing I will end up saying is coaching matters. Okay. Coaching absolutely matters. And I don't think the U.S. has one of the best coaches. Like, I don't even think he's in the top half of uh, coaches for this tournament. Um, say what you want about Jill Ellis, but Jill Ellis knew she was a big-time coach, like, when it mattered. So uh, I just don't see them winning. How about you all? I think, okay, I'm looking at more of a bracket. I think I think if Japan is the runner-up of Group C and the U.S. wins Group E, um, that could potentially see whoever i guess winner group a versus would be japan um, yep. so it'd be like norway versus japan yep. if japan won that i could see japan knocking the us out in the quarterfinals um i yeah i think what you said before talent alone if they can make that work they can make that work um jill ellis not a great person uh good at showing I think I think decent at specifically tournament coaching and black ghost strength is like in player development which is just like not what you need at this level um and also something you just don't really have a chance to do as a national team coach um which was also what we saw with Mark Parsons when he coached the Netherlands where it just like yeah I swear if he moves uh Julie Ertz back to center back and didn't bring Sam Coffey as a result I'm gonna be pissed because uh, it just means he literally had no idea what he was doing in the first place. Um, but yeah. Melina, um, just any thoughts on that? Because uh, at this point, I feel like I feel like if Japan is a knockout, the U.S. I think I would not be. I think Spain knocks them out the next round. Honestly, I think if they go against Japan, Japan won't. I mean, the U.S. will win that. But if they go against Spain, Spain will knock them out. Yeah. yeah. So. My gut says quarterfinals, but yeah. it all depends on who they they find in its path. Uh, so that's why I, I think they're going to go to the semifinals, but I don't see them like winning the whole thing. Yeah, and then one thing I'll bring up right now as well is there's a potential for like England, Germany, and France to be in the bottom quadrant um, and have to play each other within the first few rounds of the knockout stage. Like, uh, if France doesn't win their group, they're they're playing Germany in the knockout round, round first first round. Um, so that's a lot of things to look out for. Uh, England, Germany, France, somebody's going to be playing each other second round. So we could see England and Germany in the second round of the knockouts. Um, so this tournament's going to be really flimsy. Like I really love that. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. Um, but I honestly think there's going to be a couple players that pop off. Um that we don't know of. And honestly, that excites me because I think Europe's going to be getting a lot of these players, but I think NWSL will start picking up some of these players as well. Um, but at the end of the day, who is winning the World Cup? Brazil. So, okay. England. England? Wow. Okay, <laughs> so we all have three different winners, right? And Australia is mine. So, um, wow. That's oh man, this is so oh this is crazy. And last off, uh, I just don't want I say I I I know I cover we all cover NWSL, but 
shame on you for putting the uh the challenge cup game literally right next to the uh a ch- like next to the vietnam game shame on you um i don't care if you had to move it the uh, next day or move it early in the day don't care should have been done right um so i'll be i'll be away from this game unfortunately but um uh, looking forward to this tournament uh looking forward to opening days um but yeah i'm just glad we have three different champions um this would be pretty none, interesting. Of, none of them are the u.s yeah um i i know i think the right answer you're like until somebody like shows they can beat the u.s routinely then it's whatever but i was like didn't we didn't we just lose to spain c team like twice last year or beat like so i just yeah i just don't see how they're gonna win especially uh when they're when usually when you can say you have a like a, a decent coach you can probably make it work but just from what I'm hearing, it just seems like it's it just takes one team to like sit back, park the bus, and that's it, you know. So, um, so it's gonna be interesting because I think it's gonna it might come down to PKs for some of their games just because it'll be low scoring. Um, and that back line, we'll see if the center back pairing can hold up. But thank you so much for joining us for the uh, the World Cup preview. We're really excited to bring you some coverage uh, during the tournament. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of great players to watch. Uh, even if you're kind of newer to the uh, women's soccer, please uh, tune in, um, you know, and then the prize money keeps going up as well. Uh, players are getting 30000 minimum just to participate in this tournament, which is honestly really good money for a lot of these players who don't play in big clubs. Um, so that's really special as well. And then think about uh, four years from now, um, it might be back in the U.S., uh, maybe with Canada and Mexico joining the bid um so it's gonna be a really exciting time um but yeah let's uh hope our thornies do really yeah, well okay. yeah oh, go ahead i in terms of from us uh i will try to be in the discord for most of the games if y'all want to like come subscribe to our five dollar up tier um on the rosé review patreon come hang out with us on discord um well i'll probably be posting more there than like live tweeting through games um and that's just like more more of an open discussion can happen there uh, hopefully we'll be doing more pods. I know each of us has claimed a country that there are thorns on, um, and we'll be following that team throughout the tournament, um, however far they go, and we'll be just giving you some some of our thoughts on specifically how the thorns are doing, um, but just so we can have that like little local angle in there, but also just on the tournament as a whole. Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, can't believe it's, it's literally like, what is it? Two, like, wait, is it tomorrow? Like the it's opening game is tomorrow? From now. Two it's, days from now. It's technically yeah. 20, the 20th, but it's like at midnight on the 20th. So it's oh, like okay. kind of also tomorrow night. Dude, I'm so excited. I Is New Zealand opening it or is Australia opening it? I forgot. It's New Zealand, right? I think it's New Zealand. Okay. So Australia plays the night before, uh, the night after. Okay. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I'm looking forward to this tournament. We all, have New uh, Zealand versus Norway and Australia versus Ireland, uh, just one after the other. Wait, so when's the Australia game? It's like a couple hours it's after? at 3 a.m. Oh, uh, what sleep. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm glad we did this because uh, it's going to be a lot of fun covering it together uh, with the RCR team, uh, with Jaden as well. So if you all have any questions, be sure to tweet at us uh, at Rose City Review um but yeah or hang out with us on discord exactly we're probably more responsive that way 
Uh, but this is football or soccer, whatever you call it, with Molina, Leo, and Fook. Thank you so much.